Hey, y'all, this is Ashley, also known as Bored Becky, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. This is OSF, and I'm getting wrecked with Travi. And I'm like, Travi, come on now, like, you, you got this under control. Yo, what's up? It's G-Love, and I'm fired up with Travi. This is Danielle Petty, co-founder of The 90s Babes, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. Hi, I'm Leah from Power of Women, and I'm fired up with Travi. What's up? It's your Web3 bestie, Liz Morrison, and I'm Toy Encendida en la cadena de bloques con Travi. What up, y'all? This is Sammy Ariaga on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. I'm Ray Isla, and I'm fired up. On the blockchain with Travi. What's up, world? It's Spotty Wi-Fi, the king of the crypto punks, and you are now tuned in to Fired Up on the Blockchain with my guy Travi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and DGens, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land. My name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. Woo! Welcome, wag me, what's up, and all that good stuff here on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. This is Travi. Here on planet Earth today, we are celebrating International Women's Day, and I have to give some shout out to some awesome women who are working in the Web3 space who I've come to meet. But first, let me tell you, today's guest is Heather Doyle from Coin Queens. What Heather's been able to do to teach women and educate them about cryptocurrency, setting up a wallet, NFTs, and all the things that go along with that is absolutely incredible. She's even doing some courses on how to open up a Bitcoin wallet. So we're going to find out uh, actually about the Coin Queens, what they're doing, and since this interview that we had, a Coin Queens is doing an, an ordinals collection. So make sure that you follow Coin Queens and Heather Doyle. She's a real one in the space. Um, and speaking also of real ones, I said I'm going to shout out some women I've worked with and met in this space. I have to do that first. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we had Leah Sams from The Power of Women. And today, uh, her drop is live. It's actually live for uh, 72 hours uh, for International Women's Day, Leah and Jack with the Power of Women collaborated with Manchester City Football Club. Yes, that one, the one you're thinking of, the famous one. Uh, and yeah, they have um, uh, also, I believe, Puma. Uh, Puma designed some jerseys. So, um, man, what a great combo that is. And for a limited time, you can actually mint your own digital collectible, a.k.a. NFT. <laughs> that Leah did the art for. So it's absolutely incredible. Congratulations, Leah. Uh, we picked one up uh, ourselves here, and um, I hope you all have a chance to do that too. Also, someone I've worked a lot with is uh, Becky Wowo. Uh, Becky uh, got, um, and many of you know that in the past couple episodes, I talked about uh, how Becky, myself, and Sparks all uh, got uh, brought up to work for the Crypto Chicks team. Um, Becky has since stepped down from the Crypto Chicks team and uh, obviously as a result, so have Sparks and myself. So there's there's always some ongoing uh, fun sagas and things in NFT land. Uh, so you know, hopefully everybody moves along uh, with smiles on their faces. But it was, uh, it was cool to be a part of the Crypto Chicks team for the couple of weeks that, that I was able to give some ideas. It, it, I thought it was going well. Um, but, you know, everybody moves on to new new pastures and things like that. 
Um, also, I really want to say too, there's a lot of people doing a lot of awesome things, but these are people, so many of them I got to meet, in, actually I think almost all of them I got to meet in person. Got to shout out Liz Morrison, um, doing a lot of Web3 partnerships uh, with her permissionless newsletter. I'm going to put her link in the show notes. Shout out to you, Liz. Also, previous podcast guests, Adrian Delon and Liv Charette. Liv Charette is a recording artist out of Nashville. Adria is her manager. Both incredible people selling their music on the blockchain and really just trying to do some creative things in the music space on the blockchain. So shout out both Adria and Liv. Also, Anna Skates. Um, she has a sold-out collection uh, that's called Every Little Step, where she is donating actual step stools to uh, places that kids could have access to you know, use the facilities, the sinks, and those kind of things. And she's able to raise funds to do that through the power of the blockchain. So that's awesome. Also, a big shout out to Jumpstart Janie. If you're not following Janie, she's uh, one of the hosts of uh, one of the Rug Radio uh, Twitter spaces. She's also big into uh, NFT slash digital fashion. So it's really cool to see what Jenny's doing. Also, Chelsea Chung. Uh, Chelsea's been um, doing a whole lot in Web3. She used to work along with the Sacred Skulls, and she was uh, somebody in the space who you know, I got to meet and got to find um, a lot of respect for. So big shout out to you as well, Chelsea. And of course, so many others that I had a chance to meet with, uh, Gigi and Sally from Crypto, uh, Crypto Tech Women, um, Daniel Petty of 90s Babes, uh, Larissa, who just joined their team at the 90s Babes. Just uh, love what everybody is doing um, to really try to make their voices heard in Web3. And uh, it should be a we. It should be a we thing. That's what the whole one love to Web3 is all about. Uh, it's not the kind of place that you want to run everything just by one centralized entity. So um, if, if I didn't say your name, it's, don't worry. I'm still thinking about you. Uh, just in the <laughs> interest of time to get to our interview. Um, I want to get to Heather in just a second. But first, speaking of powerful women, here's my three-year-old introducing today's NFT uterine session. Hey, 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 it's time for school. That's right, it's time for school. And while today is International Women's Day, let's be honest, every day is International Women's Day. So I'm not sure what crypto bros out there need to hear that. But listen, you know, there's no, uh, there's no wag me without we, right? So... Um, so speaking of the great women in the space, I do want to give a bit of an overview of Coin Queens before we do get into it with our guest today. Uh, Coin Queens is where Web3 women grow. They network, uh, they establish and produce wealth, and of course, knowledge. Uh, and they have a vision that's to create a powerful circle of women to encourage collective success and leadership in Web3. They want to see women building together, investing together, and succeeding together. If you haven't been in the boardrooms, locker rooms, and golf courses making the deals, and learning from the successes and failures of your mentors, then it's time to start building your network. You can join the Hive with Heather and the Coin Queens. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some on the episode today, but some of these people involved in the Coin Queens um, and some of their networks and people that I've got to meet in real life are people that, you know, man, woman, child, whatever, they are some of the brightest people that I've had a chance to meet and chat with in Web3, Web2, IRL, and everything else. So, in just a second, we're going to talk with Heather about all things Coin Queens. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Reach out to a woman you love. Just say I appreciate you. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Let's get into it. 
And this is a huge honor for me because we've had builders, we've had founders, we've had artists, musicians on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi podcast. But I think this is the first time we've ever actually had a queen come on to the show. So I'm really excited to welcome from Coin Queens, Heather Doyle. Heather, thank you for coming on the Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have the conversation, especially with all of your audience. I feel like maybe I know half of them, maybe I don't. I know. That's the funny thing about Web3. You and I have a lot of people in our circles uh, that overlap for sure. And funny thing is like I knew you or I knew of you and I had wanted to chat with you for quite some time. And then uh, one day I saw that you were going on Becky and Liz's Girls Night in Web3 Twitter space. And I was like, man, what a, what a perfect way to <laughs> have an introduction. And then the next thing I knew, the Coin Queen's Twitter account was doing like a contest over a weekend that was saying like, who are the founders that are grinding the hardest this weekend? Come community, show up for them. And like a bunch of people tagged me and I, I won this contest. Uh, and I got this really amazing uh, founders hat that you actually wrote a message inside of for me. Um, I have it right here. I, I love it. I'm actually wearing it right now. And the message says, stay hungry, keep hustling. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you also sent me a very thoughtful card to go along with it. I mean, I, I got to say, like, the educational component of this Web3 space and really, like, standing up for communities and trying to help is pretty thankless. <laughs> so when you get a letter of appreciation, um, it speaks volumes. So thank you for that. But the, the educational process is very important. And that's something I have a lot of respect for you and Coin Queen. So I'd love to talk, uh, get into a whole lot of that with you, Coin Queen's Maybe ask you some of your favorite NFTs, maybe some of your least favorite NFTs. <laughs> you don't have to do that. But what I really like about your story that makes it different from a lot of uh, other, especially women I've worked with and known in Web3 is it starts off uh, with a little bit of mining, maybe in a garage somewhere. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What was that like getting started in blockchain? That's exactly right. Yeah. So we had friends move into the, in our neighborhood. Um, we're in Orlando. And so got to know the wife. She was amazing. And as our relationship grew, she invited us over to her house one day. And in Florida, as you know, most of you walk through the garage to get in the house. And as we're going through the garage, there was carts and like, like weird looking computer server things, fans, like everywhere fans. And I'm like, dear Lord, what is it? What is this? And my friend was just like, Oh, it's my husband. He mines Bitcoin. And I was like, I have you're crazy. And she was like, yeah, he is, you know, and then fast forward some time and I'm like, he's not that crazy. And so he, as my husband and him got to know each other, we're very close with him now. And we started just for fun investing um, a little bit of money. Just let's see what happens just to pique our interest, which is the exact way that I tell everyone to start, just throw a little in there, just say so you'll pay attention to it. And then as we started having a lot of success, um, a lot of our circle friends were like, whoa, 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 we want to, you know, we want to invest in this. But when you have a lot of um, family and friends that you, you know, care about, and you have self custody risk, it's, you know, we were like, okay, we want you to invest in a meaningful way, because at that point, we had kind of gone really heavy into it. But it didn't feel like a smart thing to just have people walking around, either leaving their money on exchange or having, you know, a ledger in their underwear drawer that their wife would have no idea what to do with if they, something was to happen. So we decided to start a fund because it felt like while the fund is super conservative, it's, um, you know, a lot of blue chip uh, currencies, there are some NFTs in it, but we invest in other things like protocols and stuff. So it's kind of giving you like this lovely, like conservative exposure to a lot of different areas in Web3. Um, we started the fund and it's done really well. And our friends and family really enjoyed having like 
us to give them some exposure, but taking the risk off the plate and not having to pay attention to it. You know, nobody wants to be, you know, in discord or talking to new technologies that are coming out all day long and looking for, you know, new investments. So that's been great. But there was one problem when that um, fund kicked off and it was doing well, there was no women participating. I was the only woman which I don't mind, but it smelled like a problem to me because there's so much opportunity, as you all know, it's it's abounding, right? Like if you can dream it, you can build it, you know, create some value, solve a problem. There's a lot of opportunity. And I was like, well, this is one of those areas where women should be running with this, you know, take those big ideas and create them. And I started hosting um, events in real life in my community called Wine, Women, and Wallets because trying to lure women out to talk about blockchain was going to be a non-starter. But I did know that a lot of them were very disappointed that their big vacation they were going to go on or a new kitchen they were supposed to have, that bonus went into our fund. So they did care about learning what the heck we were up to. Um, so I use those events just to educate them really high level on what blockchain, crypto, NFTs, why we were investing in it. And then that like it blew me away how interested they were um, in learning more. So I held more sessions. We were opening wallets, just getting them to have some skin in the game. And some of it was just them you know, giving their husbands the green light to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, you can invest in the fund. I get it now. And I want I want to invest in that. So and it's just grown from there into now all of our virtual community that we have. Um, As there was, I was just trying to gather all the women that were out there participating in NFTs and being like, I know there's opportunity here. I smell it, but I have no idea what to do, you know, and just trying to corral and lead and mentor um, everyone, whether it's they want to build, learn or invest in Web3. So, yeah, that's where I started. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I remember like 2016, 2017, I had friends who were active uh, investors in Bitcoin and they were like, you got to get this, you got to get in on this and all that stuff. And then I'd run it by like older, older people who I knew, like stock traders and stuff. And they were like, don't do it. It's a bubble. It's like the dot coms. It's all going to pop. And obviously everything fluctuates. But you know, it's crazy. I mean, just thinking like, man, if I would have just like followed what uh, I thought I wanted to do like, like, so it's good to see like, that's how it got on your radar and everything. I mean, to me, really getting involved with looking at NFTs and blockchain stuff, the tech behind it and the possibilities for what the blockchain can do. Um, to me, that that was super interesting. And it still continues to be pretty interesting, even beyond like the, you know, the monetary gains you can make and stuff. But, you know, getting involved, and I hear this a lot at the conferences I speak at and things like that, or once people get involved with blockchain, like they get it. <laughs> like once they understand NFTs, there's the, the ownership component, the, the mm-hmm. yeah, the proof of ownership component there. And there's a, there's a lot that you can do and like a whole lot of rabbit holes you can go down. And something that you do really well is you, you're onboarding people. And we use that word in all, all types of different ways. But like I look at my own life, like people might know I, I'm in this world on a daily basis or have a podcast and they'll ask me like a, well, you know, like a basic question about like NFTs or something like that. And before they're done with the question, you can already see their eyes glazing over and uh, either they have no interest in the answer or just wanted to make their judgment known about you know the space or whatever. But I think when you're able to really equate it to something that they're already doing in their real life, and then you're just like, yeah, that's pretty much what this can do. It's just now you're it's a, it's a, a ledger. It's a digital ledger. Um, they kind of start coming around. But yeah, talk to me a little bit about like what CoinQueens has been able to do 
Like, do you get those same questions I get? Like, yeah, but what about FTX or why would I want a monkey picture or who's this Sam guy that was <laughs> getting arrested? Like, there's there's a lot of things that people just come in with, but I think it takes a lot of extra care. And I think that's something that you're able to show uh, with what you do with Coin Queen. Okay. So, all right, you said a lot of things, but I will say for me, it's first to know I'm a long-term investor, so not a trader. So I definitely don't pay attention to any of the, you know, that sort of stuff, nor do I have any brain capacity for that. I think those are special humans. Um, but as far as when I, when I, before I started hosting events, I was having the one-on-one conversations, which was not scalable, nor was it helpful. And it would take two to three hours because there would be a lot of follow-up questions. And so I think trying to relate it to whatever that person particularly does. So if I'm talking to a stay-at-home mom who's playing tennis all day, and this, this is an even example I came up with my, on my own. It was one that was, that she related it to herself. She's like, Oh, like a Bloomingdale loyalist reward. Right. So she understands that. Um, if you, if I'm talking to a professional woman and that has a career in something, then maybe, and she, like, I have a friend who's a VP of data analytics for one of the largest hotel chains in the world. And she can understand right now, like her audit process or just gathering data and tracking like everything is a nightmare. And so talking about how blockchain can solve that problem. So people don't need to understand how blockchain works. And like nobody cares. People don't need to know how a smart contract works. They need to know what problem it could potentially solve for them. So, you know, moving into when I would host an event, it'd be a very like minded group of humans. So I could um, address what I know are problems that I thought that blockchain could solve for them. And still to this day now, and if, and if you go as far as investing, um, it is still an incredibly risky, volatile asset. It is, you know, definitely not something you would ever put money that you definitely need to have to plan for retirement. But it is one of those opportunities, in my opinion, it it shoots the same way as AI shoots the same way as like EV, all of that is where blockchain is right along with it. And if you're looking for those like big generational wealth opportunities, you hear people talk about that. And I feel in some sections, they, they brain just goes bored eight or something like that. And you're like, no, 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 no. You know, the, those blue chip currencies, like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, and we have new emerging ones coming. Like you have Matic, I think it's a good strong play because those are still in the adoption phase. So when you have people say the price went down, it's not what it once was. Fine. How many wallets were there in 2016? Divide that by the price. How many wallets are there now? How many active users are there now? Divided by the price. I, that chart is still going up, right? So if who cares about the price? When something is in the adoption phase, when internet was in adoption phase, it was the price was like, you know, same with any like new emerging technology. And so the same holds true for any of these cryptocurrencies. Over time, the price may fluctuate a lot, but what you're looking at is not that. You're looking at the value. And you can, in my mind, you can calculate the value value of a cryptocurrency by what the price is divided by the number of users. And in this case, that would be wallets. So, I mean, I think it's a no brainer in my opinion. 
Yeah, for sure. I think you're on the right track there with Matic. I think we're going to see a lot of the Web2 companies come in. I mean, we've already seen Starbucks uh, use you know Polygon for what they're doing. Uh, I know there's a musician who's got, like, if you save his song, um, you're going to get, like, an airdrop, and, you know, it, it'll be saved on, on Polygon. And I think, you know, not everybody needs, like, one of the, the ERC, you know, tokens with all the, the stuff in it. It's it, the, the smart contracts, and those things are incredibly important for when you need them, you know, but sometimes you're talking about access and uh, just access to the blockchain world, right? And then a collectible side. So it's really good to have a chance to get people in and, you know, the gas fees aren't there with Matic and it's a lot easier for people to access, it feels like. But you definitely have your finger on the pulse of, of so many things, like whether it's the crypto side of it, the collecting side, <laughs> the long-term investing side. And, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, it feels like because of the bull run, a lot of people came into crypto or came into NFT. NFTs with, you know, the quick flip thing in mind. But, you know, when you're looking at your portfolio and the things that you've done with your fund, how do you identify what you see to be kind of a, a long-term hold? I mean, obviously there's there's blue chip, you know, blockchain, uh, crypto, whatever you want to call it, like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, there's blue chip NFTs. You know, we think of board apes, crypto punks, things like that. And so much of it is like perceived value or speculation. So, what are some ways that you and the coin queens look at it? What are some ways that you look at you know, what you want to get into in terms of holding on uh, or kind of the investment side? So, okay, if I was looking at a long-term hold, first I'll talk about my number one rule for buying NFTs for all of my coin queens is only invest and, and you are investing your money in that NFT. If what you're going to get as a return, whether it's the community you're going to be a part of, whether it's the merch you're going to receive, whatever that return is, is equal to what you feel like your investment you're putting in, or you think that the founder, that's right, the founder of that project is going to do a better job investing that money in their company than you could do investing it elsewhere. That's the only reason. There, or, or you can buy an NFT purely for the art value. The same reason that I would go to the farmer's market and pick up a local artist or go to my local gallery and buy a piece there to support local artists because I want them to be able to keep doing what they do and I want to support the arts and I want to have it on my wall because I think it's beautiful and I think art enhances our life in that way. So those are, you know, my number one rules in general, but as as far as like a long-term investment, it is incredibly speculative. You know, you're going to look at your personal thoughts and opinions, researching the leaders, you know, who they are, what are their past successes? What, what are they building? Like, are they building a brand that will do more than just exist as a PFP? Because while I think there will be, you know, like social currency, like NFTs as social currency, I, I do think that is a thing, but it will be, I think, very limited. Like your board ape will probably be something like that while they're off building the gaming, the yuga and all that, um, which, you know, maybe then that price of owning one of those goes up. So, I mean, you got to look at more than just the, the PFP aspect of it, you really have to look at the team, what they're building, and whether you believe it would succeed. Do you, I mean, you have to be like, what a lot. And that's why I don't purchase a lot of those, um, those sort of NFTs that are uh, tied to gaming personally, because I don't, I'm not interested in gaming, right? And I'm not going to spend the time to research 
the games, play the games. What are user feedback from the games? Like what, how, what are they building? I'm not going to, I'm just don't live in that world. So I would say if you're going to go so far to invest in some sort of expensive NFT that has big plans, then be prepared to participate in that. You know, you need to look at yourself like a little angel investor. That's what I always say. NFT is a, like just a bunch of little angel investors. And let me tell you what, if you've ever done a seed round, people have a lot of questions. So it's mind blowing to me that people will be like, here's $10,000 for this project. Go build it and go be awesome and make me a lot of money. And I'm like, whoa, like I'm, I have a lot of questions before I'm going to write you a check for $10,000, you know? Well done. I mean, I think too many of us have asked the questions after <laughs> after the investment or purchase of the NFTs, like when moon, yeah. when this, when when that. And it's good to see that you're doing your due diligence ahead of time for sure. But it is interesting how you mentioned uh, gaming, because I remember even back in 2001, there was always uh, these companies or not companies, <laughs> rug pulls. Uh, no, these projects that came out on the roadmap said something about you're going to be able to do this thing in a metaverse. And it was always like, you're going to be able to buy this NFT of a car and then mm. you're going to be able to drive this car in the metaverse. <laughs> like, okay, great. Uh, cool. And looking back, it almost feels like the wag me thing at the time was kind of like cutting a lot of the founders, a lot of slack. Like we were all just, we were really, really excited about the future and what could happen. I think a lot of us still are. But, you know, now I think thanks to really brilliant people who are coming into or who have been in the Web3 world, like shout outs to people like Gary Vee and Michelle Cordero Grant, people who are who are expanding their minds and, and eventually, you know, ours to what's going on with the blockchain. It allows us to really remind ourselves to continue to, yes, I'll say that phrase again, bet on the jockey and not the horse. And I, and I think we got a lot, uh, a lot of value out of uh, starting to realize that. And that's why even for me personally with the journey NFT, like I knew I was going to do a lot of research, a lot of watching, a lot of listening, a lot of learning really for, for about a year and a half or so before even really, you know, thinking to mint, you know, our first thing, but you know, happy that we did. And we're happy that there's good people still doing great things in this space, obviously like yourself, because really it comes down to trust, you know, like not, not just trusting a person, but also trusting the people who they surround themselves with. You know, you're a product of your five closest people you hang out with or whatever the phrase is. I mean, that's true for people who you communicate with in Web3 as well. So our, our minds continue to shift. But, you know, you do have a lot of really amazing things going on uh, with Coin Queens. So tell people exactly what it is, how they can find out more about it and uh, how they can possibly even join Coin Queens. Yeah, no. So, okay. So Coin Queens is, we have a Geneva group. So I never did. So when, when I started Coin Queens initially, we were just on Telegram, which is like a chat messaging app. And um, because there's like 30 of us. So it was, that was totally acceptable. And then as we were thinking about, do we want to grow? Because it's much easier to lead a tribe of that size, right? Like once it gets larger, then it's not as effective. And I have no interest in like talking at people I want to talk with. Like we are very much in in the building phase, which requires a lot of thought, collaboration. And so I, it opening the doors was we were all very nervous to like open our little coin queens doors. Because you don't you know, when you have such a good little team, you're like, Oh, you don't want a rotten apple to spoil the bunch, right? And so we moved to Geneva, 
which is super cool. It it's, has all the Web3 integrations. It's way more beautiful than Discord. The UX is amazing. It's You can token gate a room as simple as copying the contract address and pasting it done. So I was like, this is great. So I moved to Geneva. We built that out. It has a lot of resources from us starting as, so what the heck is a, a wallet? I want to open a wallet. And then as deep dive, you know, as the fund, um, we have a Mac I magazine we launched a few months ago. And so there's people who submit articles for that, or, you know, there's, there's, it's a, it's a ton of things, a lot of education resources. We hold a lot of events upcoming. We have one on demystifying the VC process because a lot of women that are joining now are those like those women that I was meeting in real life saying, I smell opportunity and I have this great idea, but now what, you know, like now what? So it's like, okay, let me help you, you know, that you need to do a business plan. This is how you do that. This is how you prepare for these hard questions for the investors. And now, you know, now you want to raise money and go the next step. And then we also have, um, one coming up where I'm just going to create an NFT live because a lot of them want to do an NFT and everyone's so, confused by the idea of it. And it literally is so simple now. I'm like, I'll do it in five minutes and I'll airdrop it to you um, you know, while we're doing it. Like that's simple. So just trying to, the whole idea is just to bring women in so they have all the tools and resources. I say all the time, I'm not going to have the next big idea, but I know that there are women out there who in their current positions or in dreams they have can take blockchain and use it to do something next level. And I just want to give them all the tools and resources and be like, go build it, go be awesome. And then if it's really awesome, I want to invest in it, right? So I think that's the whole idea of CoinQueen. So we're in Geneva. It is open. Um, it's free. But there are rooms that are locked. But I think there are, which, and you can be a member, you can join. It's like, I, I actually did it on Polygon because it's cheap, like to launch a contract on Polygon. I think it was, you know, 20 cents um, to launch it. And it's pegged to Matic. So probably right now it's probably 200 bucks for a year, which is basically free in my opinion. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's probably about 200 bucks a year. And then you get everything opened up. But because there has to be some, I, d- I debated on do I token gate, but there is a, the aspect of, you want quality humans, you want to maintain the integrity of your team, and you want to know that the people are there really invested in building and taking this all seriously and giving. Like, even though women come in there may not be Web3 experts, they're experts in whatever their field they're in. And that helps. Like, we need, you know, someone who comes in and who one of our girls has her master's in blockchain. And she, but she wants to build something totally you know, related to an industry she knows nothing about. We have a member who does that. Boom, synergy. You know what I mean? Like networking at that level is super important to me. But I think there has to be some skin in the game. Like you pay for a gym membership and you don't even go. So I got to get you to like have some, you know, integrity and some skin to wanting to participate and provide value. And we definitely are trying to give as much value back as we can. And, you know, network is your net worth. So I want to keep growing it. I think the more we can wrap our hands around women in web three, the better, because I'm not like I've been in, I'm in probably almost every female group there is in web three. And there's a lot of performance and a lot of talking at, but there isn't a lot of collaboration and like nitty gritty, like, let's do this. I'll get in there. And I love it. And so I'm doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you do have so much respect from a lot of women in the space. I mentioned Michelle Cordero Grant. Uh, I know obviously Becky and Liz, and I know a lot of people who met you and and know you uh, who I talked to down uh, in Miami during Art Basel have a lot of respect for you. 
Uh, you're educating people. You're explaining things like what token gating means and things like that. What do you think the biggest barrier to entry is? You know, speaking, you know, from your experience working onboarding women specifically, you know, I have two daughters. Like, that's kind of why I got into the collecting side. It was really to start collecting for them and, and their eventual wallets. But what do you see? What do you what do you see as one of the major barriers, whether it's like security or even just having like the upfront capital or just understanding like the value of owning something digitally? What do you find to be a reason why people still have a hard time wrapping their their head around Web3, NFTs and blockchain? Um, well, first, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Second, um, and I respect all those women equally as much. They're all amazing. Um, for, as far as the crypto side for women, I think the biggest barrier is that it's money. Women traditionally do not talk about money. They do not, um, they have not been in those conversations. So I think there's a lack of confidence. And I've used this quote before that, con- and this is a quote my husband gave me one time, confidence is a feeling and it's a feeling based upon skills and knowledge. And women are lacking skills and knowledge when it comes to traditional finance. So how in the world, if they don't even have traditional finance knowledge, are they going to feel like they want to participate in this volatile, risky asset class, right? So I think it's just the lack of financial literacy. And that is the whole idea. The only reason Coin Queens ever started online and outside of my in real life community was just wine nights with my husband and me complaining about all the women and the activities they were doing and me recognizing these are really smart, brave, ambitious women. And there's no leadership. They're joining all these NFT groups who are great for what they are, but I knew what they were doing. They were looking to build something of their own or take some ownership or learn and invest. They're like, I know this is a big idea. A big moment and I don't know how to participate. And he was like, well, then do something about it. Right. And I'm like, you're right. So I think trying to put a face to it that looks like them and give them like a soft place where they can ask, there are no stupid questions. I hope I come off approachable. I want you to ask me the simplest questions. I don't mind answering them. I actually enjoy it because I know it's like leveling up more people. And then that's great. Rising tide, right? Raises all ships. So for crypto, I think the financial literacy part is the biggest. As far as Web3 in general, I just think that they don't see the value in it. I think that what, and I think I just posted this. I literally think I just posted this. What people don't value, they don't buy. And what people don't, they don't, they can't value what they don't understand. And so I think people at this point are doing a really poor job explaining the value because I don't think most people have figured it out themselves. They're still trying to, as far as NFTs, they're trying to build something of value and they haven't figured out anything that people really want that much. So that's why things are failing. They're not valuing it. They're not buying it. And so until there are valuable product services, things being built, I think people aren't going to be interested. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things that we've seen, it's funny, but not like haha funny. It's just like kind of random it feels like is like like you said not everybody's interested in like the tech right and you even have companies coming out now who aren't aren't even using the term like blockchain or they're not even using the term nfts like starbucks is using the terminology stamps for example because they literally are like passport book stamps in in, you know in their collection uh in in the membership rewards and i you know it's it's funny because you do see people really starting to kind of tap dance like a little bit around the terminology now like between me you and the audience there was um, a guest that we had in one of the earlier episodes and uh, they were talking about an nft drop they had super cool like love this stuff um and then i heard them in another interview after the ftx and the sbf 
debacle. Um, if you're not sure what I'm talking about out there, um, that was uh, a, a giant, uh, <laughs> giant low blow to the entire space, even though um, a lot of people just should uh, look into that themselves and obviously learn from from what we saw there. But anyway, um, that that company, when I heard them on the next interview, like it was like a, a month or month and a half later after mine, um, they didn't even, I don't think, use the terminology NFT anymore. It was it was like it was like NFTs didn't exist. So I do think we're going to see that terminology going away. Just like you know, people don't use the terminology like HTML or like whatever you know, you tech people out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, like the terminology behind like what's inside of an email or going on to a web browser, things like that. You just say, you know, I'm sending an email. So well, but it, it's okay. Like the personal connection is great. I love you know how you kind of talk about being a wife and being a mom. And uh, I even heard on a previous podcast. Uh, that when you were growing up, uh, all you cared about was like saving the manatees. Heck yeah. So, you know, I think you bring a lot of warmth, a lot of wholeheartedness to the, the Web3 space. And I think that's why a lot of people are like excited to, you know, work with you and learn from you. But, you know, on a personal level, like, what do you think when you look at Web3? Like, what do you think you see coming up the pipe? We've seen so many changes, whether it's been like regulation uh, looking into things or whether it's been prices of crypto or, you know, certain NFT brands coming and going and some doing incredible things like crypto punks were free. Uh, the board apes were 0.08 ETH at the time. So you just really never know. So many of the PFPs that, you know, they're changing in prices coming and going. I think something that is, is here to stay is the idea of using the blockchain for utility, whether it's access or, you know, a music NFT or an NFT that unlocks, you know, uh, membership rewards and things like that. I think those are the ones that are here to stay. And I'm not sure, you know, how much anything is going to be worth. You know, I'm not sure whether things are going to go to lots and lots and lots of ETH, um, you know, but we do know the use cases are really what the blockchain is is really gearing us up for, right? It's, it's how we could unlock, uh, you know, status, uh, unlock experiences, unlock rewards, unlock even just proof that you own something. And business to business, there's going to be a lot of transactions, a lot of shipments that are going to be using blockchain. And I know some of them already do. So just curious, kind of from your side of it. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever go back to those glory PFP days. That was just like a moment. I think we've lived that close that chapter and it was fun, right? We tested all of our limits and our interests. And I think it was it was fun ride, but I don't think we see that ever again. I think moving forward, we'll see a lot of software and a lot of platforms being built. Like for instance, and, and that softwares and platforms that will be built that small, medium-sized businesses can use to have a competitive advantage in the market. Whether it's a software, like for instance, Unlock Pro- Protocol, just sent me a telegram message yesterday. They just came out with a new platform for ticketing, like Eventbrite, but it's Web3 blockchain built on the blockchain. So basically now next event I hold, I'm going to use it just to try it out and see how it goes. So and it would my users, people who I send out on my email list to join the event will have no idea it's Web3. I won't tell them it's Web3 because they don't care. They just want a ticket to my event. Now the ticket will be an NFT, which is great for me because it's on my dashboard. I can easily see it. I can send them new stuff. I can update the metadata and change their ticket to be an invite to the next event. There's, you know, there'll just be all these ways I can engage with them by using that platform. And which right now, if you're thinking from a marketing perspective for any brand or business, small, medium, growing, anyone that's not, you know, the Starbucks they're always looking for that competitive advantage, that little edge, right, to grab the attention of their consumer. And I think that 
all of these softwares and platforms that are being built on the blockchain are going to allow that. And it's not going to be Web Web 3. It's not going to be NFT I'm dropping you. It's going to be like, hey, claim my digital coffee club card. And then you get a week free coffee. And then the way you'll be able to accept it at my coffee store will just be scanning a QR code, right? It'll be instead of using whatever loyalty platforms people use now that they pay a percentage of. So I think it'll be these companies. So if you're thinking around investing, right, like paying attention to those or do they are they raising funds? Like is that do you know the founding team? Do you want it? Do you think what they're being built is something that needs to be will solve a problem for whoever they're building it for? Or do you, there's I see so many people building really cool stuff that the their end user just doesn't care will not see the value in right? It may work and it may be brilliant, but nobody is going to the end user doesn't value it. So I think those are where a lot of the, we'll see it going, where people start just being like, oh, that's cool. I have this digital whatever. It's on the blockchain right now. It's easy to interact with and building those micro communities around the products. I think that's a really, you have direct to consumer, which blew up over the last several years. And I think blockchain will help evolve that because I think now there's just such an like an attention, like overload, like there's just so much consumer like fatigue from all of the D to C brands constantly trying to push out and get you to do something by. So I see blockchain re reinvigorating those sort of brands those emerging brands to help them get new consumers. Yeah, I, I love your outlook. I really do. You know, you bring so much value here. Uh, and I feel like so much of what you're saying, a lot of us are listening and like, duh, like, of course, because I feel like hearing it from you is making it such a clear and concise way of, of making it all come together and make sense, if you know what I mean. So especially if you're out there, a female audience and uh, anybody who's wanting to learn more about Coin Queens, I feel like that's a prime example, a prime reason for why it's such a great platform to be educated more about all the things going on with the Web3 technology. And yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. Like I, I remember having a conversation with my father-in-law, like, hey, you know that Costco card or that BJ's card you have? Uh, you know, where it's membership and all that, like, yeah, that's going to be on the blockchain. Uh, so that's going to be an NFT. Like that's what an NFT is. And you know what? You're going to have no idea. It was, <laughs> you're going to have no idea it's an NFT. And I, I mean, I feel like that's the whole point, right? And I feel like we've talked about a lot of great stuff. I, I feel like I can talk to you about a lot of things. And hopefully this is only part one of a series of our conversations. But um, if there's anything that you haven't told the people out there yet about you or about Coin Queens and you want them to hear, I, mean, I think we've we learned a lot. We've learned you know, that Coin Queens is not just a safe place to get started, but it's a, it's a great place to stay a part of. Um, you're building a network. And, and as I have mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people in this space I respect who you know, either consider you a friend or look up to you or are a part of Coin Queens or just really value your opinion. So I think anybody out there uh, who's kind of interested in learning a little bit more, uh, let's just tell them a little bit about uh, if there's anything we haven't talked about yet. Um, no, I think this has been an amazing conversation. I think we've covered, you know, all the things that I like to talk about and all of the topics that we talk about regularly in Coin Queens. We are, we, you know, we are at all the events. So if anyone is looking, you know, to find out what Web3 events are going on, we're at them all. We have women all over the country. So, and we have men too. We actually just started, we did a little partnership with Bitsky Wallet, which is a 
custodial wallet, which I think is a really great solution for people coming in who don't aren't ready for self custody, um, which I think the great masses of the world probably never will be ready for self custody. That's reserved for like maxis like us. And so, um, we, you know, that's, that's a guy. So dudes can be in there. Men are welcome. It just happens to be that our fund is Coin Kings. Um, if anyone's interested in checking that out, it's coinkings.fund is the website. And then our website is coinqueens.io. Um, and while it's the whole purpose is to help you know, bring more women into this space that requires, you know, men's assistance as well, because they are also a part of this industry. So um, everyone is welcome to join The more the merrier. I think we've got it set up now in the community where it's easy to find your place. It's easy to find what you're looking to do, where you're looking to grow, connect with someone. And I think you made a really good point. People get starry eyed, like with the celebrity stuff or the this person, you know, who has a little bit of notoriety and then they, you know, they go over there and then I think they're typically let down because they join something and then they just get a random quarterly webinar where that person shows their face for five minutes. And oh, by the way, that person really isn't, you know, participating in the day to day. So I, we all are very much in it and we love it and, um, happy to, like I said, happy to grow our network. The, the bigger our network, the better it only and coin Queens only gets better. When we have more quality people come in. So definitely would love to see you in there. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you today. I bow down to the queen herself, Heather Doyle, coin Queens doing amazing things, onboarding, educating, and keeping it going. I, I love what you're doing. I think that a lot of us out there who are following you already, you know, are cheering for your success as you wrote in your little card to me, by the way. Um, but I, but I think we're also, you know, getting to know a little bit more about what you're doing, about what the fund is, and about some of the amazing people. I know Coin Queens has been leading some Twitter spaces lately. I've popped into um, giving out PO apps for for being a part of those conversations. So there's a lot of fun things. I just think that the continuing to just Bring these really good, solid people together, many who we mentioned you know, during the course of our conversation today. I feel like you and I could just sit in person for hours and just like talk about philosophy with regard to Web3 and all that stuff. But for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to give you the last word. You are the queen today. Um, I just want to, first of all, I want to thank you for being here. I value your time immensely. And you know I'm, I'm a big supporter of yours. But uh, I want to give you the last word. Okay, well, I will just say cheers to all of our collective success in Web3. I'm thankful for you and for everyone who's listening, who's willing to just learn and try and um, take on learning something new. It's It can be intimidating, but it sure is rewarding. So we hope to see you um, in Coin Queens, all of you, soon. Happy International Women's Day. All right, good job. Yes, friends, happy International Women's Day. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you explore more about Coin Queens with Heather Doyle. All that's in the show notes for you. Um, thanks for sticking around in this crazy, mixed up, kind of nerdy, kind of cool, brand new world of NFTs and Web3. And every day it's a little bit more crazy, <laughs> a little bit more wild out there. So thanks for being here. Um, we're uh, just about a month away from NFT NYC. I really hope I get a chance to meet you in person. And uh, listen, remember, uh, it really helps if you give five stars and uh, tell a friend to subscribe. 
Never really knew uh, how important that was, but now that uh, we've been popping up a little bit more in searches and uh, mentions and stuff like that, uh, some traction has been uh, picking up. But anyway, only if you want to, if you find value um, and do uh, what I always try to do, of course, and that is bring one love to Web3. I'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>